In the 1965 NBA season, 11-time champion Bill Russell made just over $100,000. In 2020, Steph Curry would be the first player to earn over $40 million in a season. The league has came a long way. Hi, my name is Nicholas Lewis, and today I will be speaking about the billion-dollar business called the National Basketball Association and further diving into its full economic system. The NBA was founded in 1946, and as basketball has become globalized, the NBA has risen into the top ranks of leagues in the world. The average NBA team is currently valued at $2.12 billion, according to Forbes, with the Knicks at $4.6 billion, Lakers at $4.4 billion, and the Golden State Warriors at $4.3 billion. The next closest team is the Chicago Bulls at $3.2 billion. The NBA as a whole brings in billions of dollars annually, and each year this number rises. You may be asking yourself, how is so much money being made? And one big part of it is sponsorships. And one of the biggest deals that NBA has ever signed, Nike negotiated to a roughly a billion dollar contract to produce NBA jerseys for eight years. ESPN reports that this is approximately a 245% annual increase from the previous Adidas deal. In just 2018 to 2019 season, the NBA brought in over $8 billion worth of revenue. But in 2020, this number most likely won't be surpassed due to the coronavirus, which postponed the season and the drop in viewership. But one person who did take advantage of the scarcity of basketball is Michael Jordan, who released his Last Dance documentary. The Last Dance documentary details the troubles and triumphs of the Chicago Bulls in the late 1990s during their second three-peat. Michael Jordan made over a million dollars, but he decided to donate all of this money to charity. As the league and teams make more money, so are the players. Steph Curry in the 2019-2020 season is the first player to make over $40 million in a year, compared to Bill Russell, who made just over $100,000 in 1965. Bill Russell's contract is minuscule compared to any contract in today's game. On the tail end of basketball legend Kobe Bryant's career, he reportedly earned 2,500% more than Bill Russell did in his prime. Arguably the best player in the world, LeBron James isn't even top five in the NBA salary-wise, sitting behind names such as James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Steph Curry, who respectively have the first, second, and third largest contract extensions in NBA history. Although others may make more money than them playing basketball, LeBron James sits at number five on Forbes' highest paid athletes list at $88.2 million. LeBron James makes over $40 million off of endorsements alone. Steph Curry, the next highest NBA player, makes less than $10 million than LeBron James. One young player who's looking forward to a large payday is Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo is set to be a free agent in 2021, but he can sign a Supermax extension in the year 2020. A Supermax extension allows Giannis to make around 35% of the team's salary cap each year. This deal could be worth up to $250 million for the 25-year-old. This deal will be one of the largest in NBA history. And as we see the Supermax become a norm, as four players have already signed it, we can look forward to players being paid a large sum of money in the future. Some may question why NBA players make so much money. 
do NBA players really deserve to make more than doctors, police officers, and even those enlisted in the military? Well, as people continue to watch on TV, of course they'll be paid as much as they do. One contributing factor to why people pay so much is because they want to see the best of the best. The NCAA reports that fewer than 2% of NCAA athletes will go pro in their sport. The money comes in in a cycle. Say you pay for Bucks tickets. The Bucks take your money, divide it out to their workers, and the percentage of money goes to the NBA. As that money goes to the NBA, they also have to pay their workers, and these workers make up the consumers. The postponement of the 2019-2020 NBA season due to the coronavirus has started to spur a lot of controversy money-wise as the NBA has decided to withhold 25% of each player's salary. Some may disagree with this, but I believe the NBA did a very good job. They would end up losing money paying the players what they are really owed. They have to decide whether they wanted to make very small amounts of money having no fans or would they rather just stop the season and keep their profits positive? You can also relate this to what is known as load management or sitting out NBA games because you feel you need rest and your body's tired. One notable offender is Kawhi Leonard, and most people bash him because of this, although he is a great player. Do I believe Kawhi Leonard should be paid for 82 games? No, not at all. If there was a full season and you don't play 82 games... Why would you get paid every time? Say you're building a house from the ground up and your contractor builds the foundation and everything, but the one thing they forget is the roof. Do you think they should be paid the full amount? No, they didn't finish their job. As an NBA player, you are paid to be ready every night and to be healthy. If you're injured, I can understand, and there should be rules on injury pay. Another topic I want to touch on is... If money can relate to success in a team, the NBA is divided by market sizes. You have big market teams and small market teams. Big market teams can be considered or judged by their population and their historical value to basketball, such as the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Knicks, although they aren't doing too well right now. Small market teams can be teams that aren't in a well-populated area and they weren't very good at basketball, such as the Milwaukee Bucks and maybe the Orlando Magic. In the past 10 years, 8 out of the 10 NBA champions have been large market teams. The two odd out are the Cleveland Cavaliers, who won their first championship in 52 years with LeBron James, and the San Antonio Spurs, who can be argued and put in a gray area in between, but more likely leaning over to the small market value. Being in a large market and having young players with very low contracts or rookie contracts is really beneficial. Think of the Los Angeles Lakers. Before the 2018 offseason, they were terrible. They weren't even in the playoff conversation. But just by their location and the size of the Los Angeles economy, they were able to sign free agent LeBron James who quickly put them in the playoff talks, although them not making the playoffs that year. It also brought trade in a trade Anthony Davis, who was notably uh, wanting to get out the New Orleans Pelican system to play with another big star and be able to make a contending run.
being in such a large economy really can determine who and what teams are good. Since the year 2000, 12 teams from either California or Texas have won the NBA Finals. Eight teams from California, including five championships from the Los Angeles Lakers and three from the Golden State Warriors, and four teams from Texas, five teams from Texas, excuse me, from the San four from the San Antonio Spurs, and one from the Dallas Mavericks. To wrap it up, I think it's really interesting how the NBA's economy work and how it circulates money how it even gains money, how NBA players gain money. Like, the NBA's economy is complicated in some points, but very simple and easy to get after some simple research, such as the soft cap. Like, you can sign player If you're leaning over towards going over the salary cap, you can sign players for the league minimum and get them on your team unlike the nfl where the hard cap is the set cap once you get near that you're kind of in no man's land also that like that it the salary cap is very flexible but not too flexible like the mlb where you can pay players as much as you want to it really makes you think about decisions on who you sign a free agency or who you make trades for you need to build the best team with a decent amount of money so you can build on that team year after year. It, it's an added element to the sports. It's a really good strategy, and I just think it's one of the important parts of human history. Like, that's enough of my crazy thoughts. Thank you for listening.